Welcome to the Limitless Athlete Podcast by Mindset RX. I'm your host, Tom Foxman. You're listening to The Debrief, where myself and Rachel Burnett, our head coach, will discuss the key lessons and insights gleaned from the Limitless Athlete Podcast with Adam Knife. You can listen to the show in isolation as a kind of distillation of the major points of the interview with Adam, or you can listen to the interview and follow it up by listening to this podcast. It's your choice. Now, let's get on with the show. What did you find interesting? We've already discussed off show that he's restored your faith in humanity. Um, I feel that that should be explained. <laughs> so, so yeah, you know, uh, it is always rewarding to speak to people who are really passionate about what they do. Adam has a level of intentionality and purposefulness behind what he does that is that attests to great mindset. So yeah, it was, it was really, um, it was really beautiful to hear him talk about certain things, which I look forward to diving in. (laughs) Yeah. And what stood out for you in the conversation, apart from his just general niceness and perspective, his general wonderfulness, you know, I, I loved his story about, um, coach Ed, his football coach. Uh, I loved his story about he made some kind of a penalty playing football and the coach (laughs) grabbed him by the helmet and said, what are you doing? And uh, he responded. However, uh, he responded and coach framed this as keep your aggressiveness, um, but pay attention to what you're doing. So what I, what I loved about that story is it demonstrated so beautifully someone who was invested in the process and not in the results, like overemphasizing a penalty or any kind of result or mistake. Right. And I think the quote that I wrote down here from Adam was mistakes happen and they're not a bad thing. They're an Mm. opportunity to learn that's growth mindset right there, which sounds so trite and cliche when it's not applied, but when it's applied like that, it facilitates growth. And that's what we're after internalizing that message of process over results is way more work than people think it is. Mm. Okay. Talk to me about that work. Where do we start? When we focus on results, that looks like overemphasizing what went wrong and beating ourselves up for it rather than viewing every mistake or setback as an opportunity to improve. So there's this, there's this level of, if I make a mistake or I do anything wrong, that's who I am. What my, like my output defines me versus again, a growth mindset, which is whatever happens, mistakes are good things. They're things to learn from and grow from. So there's no, there's no result in that. It's purely, where's my opportunity to progress? Yeah. Find the obstacle within, I'm sorry, find the opportunity within the obstacle. That's a huge piece. And I, I really like how there was no dismissal of what went wrong. 
Like I think the, the phrase was something around that was a bonehead move, but good aggression, like something like that. Like it was like, okay, that was, you really screwed up, but like it's happened now, like good aggression. And I'm sure there's what wasn't said is like, okay, here's a tactical way to get over it. So it's like, okay, accept reality, like or view reality as it actually is, um, find out some sort of positive in there and then work to overcome it. But sometimes we like spend a whole class going, oh shit, I shouldn't have done this. Or um, I like I really messed up my macros there or I had a cheat meal when I shouldn't have done or whatever. And it's this kind of this constant, we need our own inner coach head to say, okay, bit of a stupid thing to do. Yeah. This was, you're trying this, didn't work. Let's figure out a way to overcome it. How much more effective is that at facilitating change mm-hmm. than the tack that we often take which is born of self-loathing, which is to beat ourselves over the head with our mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that used to be my favorite MO. That's, that's yeah. what I'd be doing. Um, yeah. It's yeah. a hallmark of perfectionism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, yeah. Perfectionism. This yeah. is something we see a lot in our athletes um, and it comes I'm constantly surprised how, we start working with someone in week two, week three, and I'm thinking, there's no way there's an ounce of perfectionism in there. And then <laughs> you get to like week four, and you're like, oh, it's a lot of perfectionism for like a, a considerable percentage of who we're working with. Yes. Perfectionism, in my opinion, is a culturally held belief. And the belief is essentially look good at all costs, make sure that you appear as though you have it all together and you don't make any mistakes. If you have to put effort in, it's not meant for you. Mm, That one is huge. Like story time. Okay. Um, When I was, this, this is a humble brag, but with a bad ending. So I don't think it does work out as a humble brag. When I was like, when I went to secondary school initially, so high school, um, I was, put in a gifted and talented register look mm-hmm. at the title already i'm gifted and talented um, and that that was what i had to from that point on i thought that is what i have to hold out and like if i don't appear gifted and talented and look what those words mean as well they mean i haven't had to try i'm born yes. to that and yes. then if there's anything that went the opposite way to that then there was nothing that i could like do so if, if i had to try something I, I remember thinking i'm not going to try this because if i do then you know like then i'm not off, i'm obviously not gifted talented back to that identity thing from from last episode oh yeah S- same story tom mm. i was i was often praised for being very bright and gifted when i was a kid i can actually remember my third grade teacher i we were making dioramas mm-hmm. fave activity and i created like a moving piece to it And he dragged me to the principal's office to show the principal my diorama because he was so blown by it. After then, after that, like, look how gifted this child is. I was afraid of trying. Mm. It sapped all of my creativity. It sapped my ability to put effort into things because I was so scared of losing that portion of my identity. Mm. Nice, yeah. because if I lose that, then who am I? And I'm nothing. 
like i'm worthless you know, and yeah exactly i'm worthless i'm nothing special i'm not yes. worth the attention that i was getting um yeah. i saw a direct correspondence between that belief of um of like i need to i can't show that i'm putting effort in to where i got to within crossfit and my competitive side of things because like got pretty good pretty quickly and i was like oh i'm competitive i was a fit guy i moved pretty well i had a good background in, in sport so I, I did pretty well pretty quickly and then i started finding things really really difficult suddenly i have to like learn to snatch properly as opposed to just wrestling a bar over my head suddenly i had to actually like do some gymnastics work as opposed to just doing strict pull-ups and yeah. um and all of a sudden it's like oh i'm trying here and i can now see looking back the trade-off or the, the beginning of the tone which is why it's like it's, which is why I find what we do so meaningful because yeah. like with my mistakes, our mistakes, all of our shared mistakes, we can see, or just lack of education or fortune yeah. of being in the right situations. Mm -hmm. Now we're able to help other people whilst they're in that process. And like, it's a good thing in the long run. Absolutely. I try to be the coach that I needed. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, like our own coach Ed, our own coach Rachel, our own coach. Like it's, it's it's nice it's nice to have that somewhere in the back of your head. Absolutely. It's, again, a, a trite piece of advice of like, be um, oh my god, what was it? I've completely forgotten. Focus on the process over the results. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. but it's a, it's a practice. It's not something that you just do. Yeah, yeah exactly. You actually stole my first point there, um, Coach Ed. That's what I was going to mention. So, what's next on your list? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I thought their gyms, I'm going to call it their inspiration statement because that's what we call it in mindset RX. Their gyms inspiration statement or, or ethos is humble, hungry, and awesome. Mm -hmm. And the reason they created that was a need to be able to define why they are doing what they're doing. You can know that you love something, but not know why. And if you don't know why it's much more easy to get caught up in the results versus the process, hmm. right? Cause you always have control over whether you are humble, hungry, and awesome. Mm -hmm. So you these are obviously, if you have a certain number of members or whatever, whatever your measure of success is. Exactly. Right. So this applies both on a kind of a business level, like say our like kind of our affiliate owners, even yeah. our personal trainers, everyone who listens to this, who's in that realm, they can take something from it. But there's also the personal application. And we don't typically think about this. We kind of hear what are your values bounded around? And it's usually in the kind of the realm of work. Yeah. Where does this come into, um, into like our personal journey for, for athletes? Mm. The idea of the inspiration statement for athletes is to provide a guiding light for decision-making when we know it's, it's more than our why, right? We say, we don't say why, like, what's your, why, why are you doing this? We actually ask, who are you becoming? And then asking who we're looking at character traits, things that we admire about other people things that we want to develop in ourselves. And that's where we derive meaning from in our entire lives. So it can apply 
in the gym. It can apply in business, but it also applies in the way that we approach our relationships and the way that we approach our own training or the way that we approach coaching others. Mm, I like okay. this. And I really, yeah, I, I really like what you said originally as well about this being accessible at any time. Like it's always available to us. Can you speak more about that and like the, I suppose, the alternative to it? Yeah. The alternative is being so fixated on what's outside of our control. I'll go back to the example of having a certain number of members in a gym. We know that affiliates are largely struggling still because of COVID. So the, the number of members is a, is a indicator of success. And I'm using air quotes, uh, is an indicator of success for a lot of gyms but we don't have direct control over it. We can't, we can't actually purposely put certain numbers of people into our gyms. We don't have control over that result, but what I can control is whether or not I'm living up to who I'm becoming. And when I am, I'll, I'll use the, uh, CrossFit Fort Vancouver's example. If I'm being humble, hungry, and awesome, people will want to come to my gym because that's who I am authentically. Mm. And people respond to authenticity. They don't respond to superficial artifice. And can I swear? Yeah. And bullshit from, from books that we've read and things that we think we're supposed to be into and things that we think that we're supposed to be, people respond to what's authentic about us. So when we can define what our authentic selves are, I get to be that person at any moment. So I had a decision point. Am I going to, it helps me take the hard path mm, versus nice. the easy path, right? Yeah. And that it's hard path being, for. yeah, being yeah. the hard path being the path that's more likely to lead you to where you want to get to as well, because you're confronting exactly. that, that problem in inverted commas. Exactly. And yeah. Going, aiming towards what you have the potential to become. Yeah. Rather than aiming away from discomfort, as we say. Mm, yeah. 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 I also, I feel that the inspiration statements are also a good choice for not just that in the moment decision-making of, do I put my hands on my knees or do I go back to the barbell or yeah. do I have the apple or the candy or whatever it is, but it's also like on a macro level in three years from now, does this align with who I really want to be? Like, yeah. am I, I'm aiming at the games, but is that just because everyone that I know and everyone in the community is aiming at the games. I'm aiming at opening an affiliate, but is that because just everyone that I know wants to open an affiliate? And that's like the progression later. Like, so if I ask myself truly and I know my inspiration statement, or I know kind of basically a quick summary of who I want to become that's easily memorable. Yeah. If I know that, that can that can allow me or shine light upon the direction that is most meaningful to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that you brought up the long-term view too, because it's really easy to face a failure when you're being that person and allow that to derail you. But if your target is, we usually use two to three years from now, you have time. You're a process. Yeah. 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 There's that, that quote that, um, Brian Grasso, my mentor says like, we, we massively underestimate, I'm um, sorry, we massively overestimate what we can achieve in two to three months, but massively underestimate what we can achieve in two to three years. Yeah. So true. Yeah. What do you think about the, um, the kind of, firstly, the letter that Adam 
required Justin to write in order to work with him? Yeah. Uh, what a what an interesting accountability tool. It is essentially, what's the word I want? Like a little gateway. Like you gotta, mm. you gotta pass this gate yeah. and show me that you actually really want this. He had it's to almost put, like an initiation test or something like that. Totally. Yeah. But the initiation was simply show me that you're willing to work hard and do things that are uncomfortable. Mm. And right. unconventional as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Are you willing to trust this process with me? Mm. Do you remember mm. what um what Adam was looking for when he when he looked at a letter? It was, it was something around. I just wanted to see who he was and his values outside of of training. And the thing that made him more interested, and I can't remember whether I'm just putting two different segments of the of the interview together or not. But he he also spoke about this um this idea that he had something going on outside of training and he was more than just an athlete and i found that really interesting too because quite often we think about um you have to be this ultimate like i am only dedicated to this one thing and that is true and also there's depth to it because yeah. like it's this paradox because matt fraser the uh, the example that always comes to me he wouldn't use a steak knife for the i think it's two months coming up to competition just in yeah. case he cut his finger and he couldn't train but okay. he had other elements in his personality and other things he was interested in. Coffee, guns, namely. Like those yeah. are those are his <laughs> things. Those are other things he was interested in yeah. and things that he wanted. So he had this like other aspect, like, and the business was put on hold and these other kind of big desires, but he mm -hmm. still had other things going on. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking a lot about identity. Mm. But the but it's true, the ability to call on other aspects of life to have that balance between striving for greatness and high performance while being a well-rounded human being. And well-rounded doesn't have to mean you're in a relationship, um, pursuing family. It can, if that's what's meaningful to you, but ha having more, mm. do you remember, do you remember what Justin's other things were? The other. Yeah. Like what, what, what rounded him out to Adam? No, I can't. Was it family? There's there's something family. around family. There's education as well. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. There's other things. It was like, yeah, it was, it was something that you wanted to do now, but also you had like kind of other options as yeah. well, but they were kind of pushed back by a few years. Yeah. Yeah. I think now it was school. Mm. It was like, I want to do this while I have, to, I have time because of school. Yeah. 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 That was, that was something I found very interesting. And then, the other kind of unconventional move and the one that shows that Adam had Justin's best interests at heart from the very, very beginning mm -hmm. was the choice to say, if you don't get to the games ne uh, next year, I want you to find a new coach. I'm not coaching you anymore. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was such an incredible decision to say, I'm not going, like, I'm not going to stand in your way. And this was perpetuated, the kind of the idea was perpetuated by the idea that he would outsource to specialist strength coaches, specialist yeah. gymnastics coaches. As soon as he felt that his he'd reached his limit and he was impeding Justin's growth, he would limit that and, and outsource it. Um, yeah, so what do you think about his decision, say, to put it all online? What a... The phrase that's coming to mind is lack of ego. Uh, 
but it's not, but it's not quite what I'm, what I'm reaching for. Dedication to Justin as a person and the knowledge that he has the potential to achieve what he wants Mm -hmm. and seeing that he may be the thing in the way, Adam may be the thing in the way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not willingness thing to, to admit. that potential reality. That's very yeah. great. Yeah. And, and knowing your own limitations yes. and being comfortable with the fact that you're, you're limited. There's this, yeah. like, I'm stealing massively from Jordan Peterson here, but he talks about this kind of old Jewish proverb where he says, like, what does an omnipotent, basically what's all knowing, all seeing, all hearing, ever living God lack? And the answer is limitations. And like, that's the one thing that humans have that makes us very special, even compared to God. Um, we have the, this limitation. So to understand our limitations is something that we can use to grow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I Justin that. did that very well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm. Um, anything else that came up in that interview that you feel was salient? Oh, salient. I, I think that the phrase winners find a way to win can really shut a lot of people down. Go on, winners, tell me. Find, winners find a way to win. So, but what he mean, what he meant by that, he used the example of the 550 yard sprint event where Justin, uh, he, he ended up at the back of the pack. He got jostled back. There it was nothing really that he could have done about it. And he, we talked about this in the Emily podcast, but he had the thought, oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. Yes, he will when something's going wrong. That's completely reasonable. He had the thought, oh, shoot. And then he quickly shifted from that to, you know what? It doesn't matter. Nothing else matters. I am going to beat every person I can in this heat. And then he went on to just pass one person at a time. I don't remember how he placed in the heat, but it wasn't what you would have expected looking at him being second to last. And the thing is he learned how to do that. It wasn't, it's not just something that he or anyone really just knows how to do. We have to practice that skill. Yeah. And that's the thing that we are trying to say like that's the point of mindset rx that like you're not born with this ability and like almost back to our original stories about being gifted and talented it's like you're not born with this capacity you develop it and you practice it and you go wrong a few times and you run into your own limitations time and time again Mm -hmm. and it's through the confrontation with those and the constant pursuit of a of a one percent improvement that you learn to be a winner that always finds a way it's Mm. not this immediate thing yeah absolutely again it's a process (laughs) yeah exactly right um the final thing i want to bring out is how interesting i found that yet again the fittest man on earth struggles with or struggled with belonging at the crossfit games yeah 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 and it's sorry 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 I can't because the dogs are barking. So I think I'm going to have to cut this bit out. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I, I can't really remember the story much of it. Um, but I do remember that Justin was a filthy 150. 
Yeah. Is it? And it was even, yeah. And even still there, he was doubting himself and it was like, and then going from there to the game. So that was the first time they really realized like, Oh, these might have a shot there, get into the games. And you know, he did incredibly well in the year one and, uh, and then year two, the second year of the games when he wasn't a rookie, it's still feeling that like, do I belong here? Am I good enough? Like it must be crazy intimidating to look around seeing you're competing against Brent Pukowski, Pat Velner, Matt yeah. Fraser, like the first year, like, like, Holy shit. Like where, where am I? Well, I think what what Adam framed it as is Justin started doing CrossFit when he was pretty young. Mm. So when he so he grew up with a lot of these athletes competing at the games, and then he's standing in lanes next to them. That is pretty mind blowing. Yeah, and beating them. Yeah, yeah. One of the things I loved about him as an athlete in his rookie year is he was very clearly willing to get very uncomfortable in a workout next to Matt Frazier. I'm remembering in particular, maybe it was the first event, but they had those really heavy shoulder to overhead. Yeah. And he was just going for it. Mm. There was, I'm, I'm so curious to know if there was, if there were thoughts in his head relating to do your best. Yeah. We'll find yeah. that out at some point. Yeah, we will. Thank you for listening to The Debrief, partner episode of the Limitless Athlete podcast. We'll be following up each episode with these quick and applicable summaries. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes. These will be with CrossFit Games athletes, coaches, authors, and other inspiring people who help you find your next level of mindset growth and performance inside and outside of the gym. If you can leave a five-star review and share the episodes with your friends, that'd be awesome. So see you next week with another mindset shifting interview and a debrief episode to follow up.